We continue our journey through Lent here with battling the beast within. And last week, we zoned in on the look St. Anthony had on his face as the, the beast swarmed him, the temptations swarmed him all around, and saw the look on his face, that his look is not unique to him. Other saints have had the look. St. Paul, we saw in the second reading, his letter to the Romans had the look when he says, if God is for us, who can be against us? And we saw last week, like the place to start, like if you, if you want to be a saint, if I want to be a saint, if, if we're going to battle the beast here these 40 days of Lent, and just in general, if we're going to battle the beast that continually win in our lives, that cause us to fall, then what we've got to do, we have to pursue that look. We've got to pursue love. And that is, that is to say God and communion with him and, his, and a deeper awareness of his presence which is allows St. Anthony, St. Paul, and you and I to tap into a greater strength, something that's divine. And so if we're going to root out sin, and to be sure, we're to, we're to do that these days of Lent and kind of special attention to that and to kill sin, we need, like, grace is, like, it can't be done without God and his grace. And Oftentimes, like I suppose God could just snap his finger, right? And whatever that is that we are looking to, that vice or sin, like I suppose he could, God could just snap the finger and it go away. But oftentimes what it does, it requires a one-two punch of reliance upon him, his grace. And then secondly, us putting in work, putting in work to kill sin and vice in our lives, the battling the beast. And so this week, what I want to do is I want to look at the importance of virtue, and then secondly, I want, to, I, want to just, I want to give us just five tips to overcoming temptation when it comes. So first, understanding virtue. The catechism defines virtue as a habitual and firm disposition to do the good. A firm, a habitual and firm disposition to do the good. That's the goal. The goal is to have, is to not just to choose the good after a time of struggle, but to habitually do it, habitually choose the good and with a, a firm disposition to do it, right? And we, there's a difference between those two. I mean, we, we know that. You just even imagine a scenario, right? Imagine a husband who's invited to, by a woman to have an affair. He considers it. Part of him wants to have the affair. Another part of him knows is that he shouldn't. And so he's there and he's struggling with the decision. He goes back and forth with it in his head. But he ultimately tells the woman no, walks away and goes home to his wife. Contrast that with a husband who's tempted by a woman to have an affair and he just, said, he just turns and quickly says no and walks away and goes home. The second one is one who possesses virtue. He's got he had the firm disposition, right, to, to do the good. You may say, well, what's the big deal? Both of them ultimately said no. Both of them, you know, said no to the temptation and both of them did the right thing. That's true. But we, but, but we, we know those two things, are, those two cases there, those two husbands, if you will, it's not the same case. If you just imagine, right, the first one, that first husband goes home and he tells his wife, hey, honey, you know, I was asked by this woman to have an affair. I, I struggled with the decision. I tossed it around in my head, you know, and, and, and honestly, honey, I struggle with, with the decision quite a bit. 
I really wanted to do it, but I ultimately told her no. See how much I love you, honey? <laughs> no, like, no, we clearly see the difference between the, 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 that first man and then the second man who was virtuous, who, who, who had firm disposition, who didn't experience the struggle. Virtue, becoming a man of virtue or a woman of virtue is the goal. And the truly virtuous person doesn't just do the right thing. The truly virtuous person also desires rightly, desires the good. Most of us here aren't there. Most of us here, like we struggle. We're, we're, we're on the road to virtue, or at least, you know, we, we, we desire it, we want it, but we're on the road. And so as we look at these five tips of overcoming temptation, don't just see them as like this, you know, just a, a forever just white knuckling it when temptation comes. We want to see these as putting them into place. And over time, we grow in virtue. We habitually choose the good. We eventually become the virtuous man, the virtuous woman, where over time the struggle lessens. Our desires begin to change. And we habitually choose the good. Like that, that's possible. We at least want to strive for it. And so five tips to overcoming temptation. I think I had like 14 or 15 of these tips. So I dwindled them down to five. And they're all, they all are rooted in the tradition. Remember in first, the first week we, we, we said temptation can either be small and annoying, like that thing that tells us like to, 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 to demolish the entire tub of cookie dough Oberweiss ice cream. The, the temptation can be small and annoying like that, but temptation can also be big and serious. Temptation can be that that leads to the thing that destroys my peace, my relationships, my family. It can destroy my life or someone else's life. And so a few tips here. First, resist early. When temptation comes, the most important time is right when the temptation knocks on your door. Because temptation starts off with a simple thought in the mind, then it moves the, the imagination to engage it, it takes on an appearance then that is something desirable. And then it moves to a powerful attraction. By the time it gets to it, that, this part down here, where it's a powerful attraction, it's really hard to stop a big boulder that's going downhill at a quick spot. It's a lot easier to stop the boulder when it's way up here, when it just begins with a thought. And it just, the boulder just starts to move just a little bit and it comes. That's the time to take action. That's the time to resist is up here is to resist early. St. Jerome, church father, said, he who does not resist immediately is already half conquered. The alcoholic who, who, gets, who gets too close to, to, to the drink, picks it up, even smells it, or takes a sip or two, he's already half conquered. Someone else once said, the more sluggish our resistance is at the beginning of temptation, the more vulnerable, the more vulnerable we become. 
and the more powerful our adversary will grow. When temptation comes, first tip, resist early. Secondly, imitate the good. A reading that we don't hear on Sunday ever at, at the Sunday Mass is Paul's letter to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. The scripture says this, no temptation, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. What we like to do is we like to tell ourselves how unique our situation is or how difficult our circumstances are in life or, or, or how difficult and how strong the temptation is. We say, right, anybody facing this circumstance or anybody, anybody who has like kids like mine that are, that, that are doing what they do, certainly they would do what I do and they, 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 would, they would lose it just like I lose it. Your temptation isn't special. It's not unique. Others have faced the very same thing and have overcome it. So when faced with temptation, when temptation comes, it's helpful to think of men and women who have gone before us, the great clot of witnesses that the scriptures talk about. It's even helpful to not only think about the saints, but to think of even people who, who sit in the pews or people who might live on our block that have undergone the same temp, temp, temptation and, and have overcome it. And then we can say, we can look at him, we can look at her, we can look at the saints and say, he overcame it. She overcame it. What is, what, what is stopping me from not overcoming it? To imitate the good. Imitate the good. Third, third tip to overcoming temptation is to magnify the cost. Anytime we are tempted with, to, to give in to temptation, it'd be helpful to train ourselves to think and to ask ourselves the question as the temptation comes, what if, what if the worst case scenario came true? You know, like when temptation comes, like you can't think, you know, eating the entire tub of cookie dough ice cream, you can think, okay, you know, it, it, this wouldn't be good for me, so I'm, uh, it wouldn't be good for my health. That's good. That's helpful. But it's not the same thing as projecting out 15, 20 years, thinking about the worst case scenario if it came true. I'm going to get diabetes. I'm going to lose my leg. That's motivation. That's when temp that's, that's temptation then comes and it's like, well, no thanks. I'd rather keep my leg. It's like, it's to say, I'd rather not, I'd rather not let this hellish situation come upon me, this hellish situation upon me, upon my loved ones and everybody else. That's ultimately, and to say that hopefully the hellish situation isn't for eternity because that's ultimately the worst case scenario. Magnify the cost. What's the worst case scenario? What if it came true? What if she finds out? What if we get pregnant? What would happen if I betrayed my vows that I took when I was ordained a priest? What's the worst case scenario there that would, that would take place? The harm, that would, the, 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 the scandal that it would cause. 
Five minutes of sin can wreck a life. It can wreck, it can wreck your life. It can wreck lives of those that are around you. Right? And, and I say that, and I say, I say that like as, as, as gingerly as I can too, because please know of God's mercy and his compassion in there. And we're going to lean hard into that these next two weeks, next week and the week after. We're going to lean hard into it. That, 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 that he's always there, ready to welcome us back when we fall. But it's also helpful to know that when confronted with temptation, the thing is to magnify the cost and imagine a thing. What if the worst case scenario came true? Fourth, and don't hear this as trite. Don't hear this as be like, yeah, okay, I, that's not really. Fourth, make a quick recourse to prayer when temptation comes. You know, say a Hail Mary. Say the name of Jesus. Just, just utter his name. You know, the, a lot of the great, great saints wrote, wrote and talked about just making the sign of the cross using holy water. Someone once said, he who neglects prayer in the time of temptation is like a general when surrounded by the enemy does not ask for reinforcements. You're like a general who's, who's being attacked and surrounded by an enemy. You just, you just decide not to ask for reinforcements. Make a quick recourse to prayer. And fifth, Fifth tip to overcoming temptation is to never give up. And this is important. Sanctification, which is just to say our growth and holiness is not always an upward trajectory up and to the right. Oftentimes we grow spiritually slowly, sometimes with stumbles. You know, there's a, a young man wrote me this past week sent a card in the mail and he's, you know, he was describing and how he was a lapsed Catholic for many years, left the faith. And he described and how he had, you know, a year and a half ago, he came back to the faith and started going, going to mass and made a, made a, made a good confession and how he was experiencing, you know, um, growth and fruit in his life. And then he went on and he said this, I had grown in my faith. God changed me beyond measure. I was looking forward to Lent this year, but all, but all of a sudden it seems I'm back to square one. My old ways of thinking seem to be back again. My mind that was under subjection to God's will is now upside down again. Your message and the image of the torment of St. Anthony helped me find peace. It helped me to know that I can get back up and press on. especially in our culture today. It is easy to have developed coping mechanisms, maybe coping mechanisms that have gone back to earlier on in our lives as a youth. Vices, bad habits, we developed those things and then we decided to turn course to try to follow Christ, to return back to mass, the sacraments, to battle the beast, to get, to get serious with battling the beast. And we found ourselves even making progress. It doesn't take much to slip back into the old coping mechanisms. It doesn't take much. You must never despair during temptation. Never give up. Never give up. 
the Lord's there. He's waiting to pick us back up again. I just want to clo close with, you know, our first reading was from the book of Exodus. And we heard the list of the Ten Commandments that God gave through Moses to the people, to us. Don't hear those as just a set of arbitrary rules given to a people a long, long, long time ago. Because the temptation is, you hear the Ten Commandments or even these five tips of overcoming temptation, you're like, those are just outdated or it's kind of just good advice maybe to, to follow by. Ten tips, nice advice, or Ten Commandments, maybe just good advice if you want to follow them or not. No, we're talking about the best way to live. Objectively, it's the best way to live following the Ten Commandments. It leads to human flourishing and, and, and thriving is following God's way and his laws. Both as, as, as us as an individual, and then again, how it ripples, or, it ripples out to all those that are connected to us. Grow in virtue. Become virtuous. Become a virtuous man, a virtuous woman. Habitually choose the good. Habitually overcome temptation. It's possible. What better to spend your life than working towards that? What, be what better adventure to go on than, than, than to do this? Is it difficult? Absolutely, it's difficult. Boy, is it difficult. It's incredibly difficult. But the combination of God's grace, having the look, staying close to him and staying close to the church and staying close to the sacraments and also putting in the work, it is possible to not only battle the beasts, but also to kill them.